Welcome to Better Roads, a podcast with Randall Bach, president of Open Bible Churches. Everyone has a story to their journey, and God loves to participate in those stories. Join Randall as he explores another Better Roads adventure. I've been looking forward to today and having as our guest, Dave Bethany, who is the Director of Construction for Move Ministries uh, with Open Bible Churches. Uh, Dave is a construction guy, and Move involves men traveling around the world to build buildings, but more than that, it's building men as well. But we're going to get into all that today as we get to meet Dave. Dave, it's a joy to have you with us today. Thank you, Randall. I've been looking forward to this as well, and and, uh, I look forward to us talking about where God has taken me from and to. Amen, amen. So you've been involved with MOVE for, like, good grief, how many years? So, Randall, you and I met 39 years ago. Oh, tell Uh, me it isn't so. 39 years ago? Was that how? Oh, man. 39 years ago in a little dusty place called uh, Platier, Argentina. That's right. I was on a, on a move team. It was my very first move team. It was, um, actually, I'm sorry. It was 34 years ago. I, I apologize because that was, I feel was, so much better now knowing. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> well, I was young and, uh, I was just yes, a, a guy on a team, uh, driving nails and laying block and, and it really felt like God had called me, uh, my pastor, uh, as you may recall, was Paul Plummer and, and, uh, yes. still in many ways, I consider him my, my lifelong pastor, but, he just walked up to me one day and said, Dave, this is something you need to do. And so we, you and I met uh, on that dusty veranda, I believe, that was kind of a oh, half yeah. walkway, half uh, driveway <laughs> that we would sit out and, and talk into the wee hours of the morning trying to cool off after a while. Yeah, we would. And shoo the cat away. I think we just kind of did that too. So we did. yeah, I remember you were that young guy who would dance around those rafters up there. And I thought, man, a living uh, you you were really fleet up there and uh, sure afoot. Well, that was my you know that was my career and even though I was early on, I'd grown up in the business. My dad had a construction business and so I had grown up doing construction and and uh, laying block, uh, doing carpentry work. And so going to going on a move trip for me was just another day at work. In some ways, in other ways, it was just so much more from a ministry standpoint. Oh but yeah. Yeah. I was we're, comfortable with the work for sure. Yeah, definitely. You were right at home with that element and with the guys you enjoyed with the guys. If, if uh, you were, you were probably jokester number one with everybody there <laughs> making everybody laugh. So, all right. So 34 years, is that 34 trips or more than 34 trips or how's that work out? So, so I've been on, and actually I have a, gosh, I have pretty good records. Um, I've, I've done 32 projects for MOVE. Wow. wow. And, and uh, when you and I did our first trip, there was, a, there was a period of time where I didn't go on a MOVE trip for a couple of years, uh, trying to, you know, young family, young yes. business, all those yes. things. But then I really got reinvolved a few years later when, when I was asked to lead a MOVE for the Southern California District. And, and I was, you know, they were crazy to do that. I was, I think I was 28 years old when I took over that position. And one of the things we did were, were we organized several move trips just from within the 11 churches that were in the, uh, the Southern California district. We went to Mexico and Spain and, and Trinidad and had some really great uh, smaller teams, probably, you know, 19, 18 guys, uh, but did some great projects and, and really enjoyed that. Um, and then, and then subsequent to that, you know, started working with, with Ray Rexius on the national team. 
And then when did you actually become the director of construction when this was your baby to do? So if, if you would indulge me for one minute, I, this is part of the story, I think, that, that is important. Okay, you bet. God, God had called me to work with men uh, early on in my life. I knew that. And, and so becoming the, the, the district, super, the district um, move guy for Southern California, I kind of felt like I'd hit my dream job. And, and that was in 1988, I believe. And about four years after that, in prayer and in worship and, and just reading the word, I really felt like the Lord had said, resign, stop. Mm. And, and it, was really, it was really bewildering to me because I thought, you know, I was doing men's retreats. I was going and talking to men's groups, and I really enjoyed all of that. It, it really felt, I felt like I had really started to fulfill my calling. And then all of a sudden, I feel like the Lord's pulling the plug. And, and you know, I, I'd like to say that he told me that once and I was obedient. Um, that's not exactly how it happened. It took me, it took me probably, I want to say a month to a month and a half to, of just multiple um, indications and just really feeling this urgency to, to resign. And so finally, with, with no other feeling, I, I went to my pastor, who was also, I believe, the district superintendent at the time and, and uh, talked with, with Paul. And Paul was very supportive. He said, if that's what the Lord's telling you, brother, we need to do that. So I resigned and, and really kind of sad, frankly. Um, but you know, it's interesting. God's always got a plan. And, and um, I think it was in my obedience that, that that plan was allowed to, to really come to fruition where about six months after that, a gentleman that I had met once briefly, but never really gotten to talk too much, uh, a man by the name of Ray Rexius called me on the phone. This was April of 1993. And he called me on the phone and he said, hey, um, I'm looking for a guy to lead our construction for the national move team. And I, I think I'm interested in talking to you about that. Would you be interested in working with me? And you know, at the time, uh, I will be honest, uh, getting to know or hearing about Ray Rexius, I was a little intimidated. Um, you know, he's a man of, of a lot of substance and, and, a, and, a, and a really wise spiritual man. And, and I was a bit intimidated by him, frankly. And, and own big company in Northwest. Own a big company, right? Yeah. And, and so I, I did the smartest thing I knew how to do on that phone call. And I just told him I needed to pray about it for a week. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I, I hung up the phone and, and I knew. I knew that the obedience that, that I reluctantly gave six months previous was, was really to prepare me for this. Mm. And as I look back in the time I was the, the Southern California district move guy, I, that was, that was all about learning and all about experience and learning how to deal with, with pastors and men and, and organizing, you know, whether it's a retreat or, or a trip. And so all of that kind of came together uh, when a week later I called up Ray and, and really told him that I would be willing to uh, be his right-hand man and, and, take over the construction for move, which, which has just one of been one of the greatest blessings of my life. You know, your, your, your story reminds me of how there are times in life. I think we have to put Isaacs on the altar and uh, that Southern Cal position was your Isaac and God asked you to place him on the altar. And you thought maybe that was the death of Isaac, but it wasn't, it was rebirthing him that. Absolutely. In, in In a way that I could have never imagined. Right. And, and it gave me an opportunity to minister in so many ways beyond what I could have done uh, just within, within the Southern California district. So, you know, God had a plan and, and I'm, I'm just um, really blessed to have been a part of that. Boy, what a 
testimony to the faithfulness of God. He, he, has his, he has his plan and he has his ways of helping us to get there, even when we can't see it along the way. Absolutely. So it's, you know, 34 years ago in 32 trips or so of involvement over these years, you've been on a lot of construction team. Did, did I ask you, you started rattling off some of the countries. Can you tell me all the countries you've been to? I can. I wrote them down. Just, just okay. To make sure I could do you knew I'd ask this, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Ivory Coast, Argentina, Mexico, Spain, Trinidad and Tobago, Peru, Jamaica, Hungary, El Salvador, Saint Vincent, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Chile, Brazil, Cuba, Papua New Guinea, and Cambodia. And many of those countries multiple times. Yeah, man, I tell you, I just want to stand and salute. That's a you are a world traveler, and you've been a missionary in all these places. So that is fantastic. What occurs to me though is that it's not like you have nothing else to do, because you do own your own construction company in Los Angeles. Tell us a little bit about what your other side of life is like with the business. So. We actually have a couple of businesses here. Um, I, I've been a, a general contractor here in Los Angeles uh, for longer than I've been involved with Move by a couple of years. Uh, and we have a company here called Bethco Builders. Uh, we, we really focus on doing uh, construction defect litigation support work, which means I'm an expert witness uh, for litigation matters, but whether that's something that's going to trial or arbitration, uh, we do consulting where we figure out why a building didn't didn't perform. We do what's mm -hmm. called invasive testing. Yeah. Uh, go figure out why it's not performing and then come up with repair recommendations and the costs associated with those recommendations. And then and then usually, you know, help along in the process with uh, mediation, arbitration and trial, if, if rarely trial. Um, but that's a big part of our business. Out of that consulting side of our business, flows our construction projects where, where many times our clients will ask us to assist them in actually doing the ultimate uh, reconstruction project post litigation. And so um, we do that as well. We have several projects going where we're, we're fixing buildings that, that just didn't perform as intended when they were originally built and designed. Um, but if I can tell you the joy of my life is that in these last many years, my sons have joined me and, and so I've been able to help them and they've done most of it. I've just been kind of the, maybe a little bit of a guide in this process, but each of them are now licensed contractors, have their own companies. And so what we're, what we're really starting to do is, is hand off more and more of that construction work to them. Uh, and, and I get to focus more on just the consulting work. And so that's, that's, that's the fun part. Uh, God has blessed me, Randall. I, I, I get to work with my sons every day. Oh, delightful. And, and and they are good guys to work with. Uh, you know, sometimes you hear about family working together. Mm -hmm. I, somehow God has given us the ability to to shut it off at five o'clock and you know, we can be family after five and 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 we're we're colleagues, you know, during the workday. Though for me, I'm always their dad and always enjoying seeing God work in their lives and seeing the growth that happens. Wow, how delightful. I rejoice with you over that. So you're you're all very busy, obviously. You can't be doing this kind of thing without it being very busy, although you do say you know how to knock off at five o'clock. Congratulations if you're able to actually do that. Uh, 
but then you're gone on these trips and typically you're gone about how long on these move trips and you, and you go scouting out also scouting trips. Right. So I was thinking about the last 12 months I've been gone. I've been gone from home six weeks for move. Now that's a little bit unique for us because we're post COVID and we're trying to catch up a little bit, but in the typical year, probably being, being gone from home for about five weeks is, is typical. Our average uh, main trip is, is 17 or 18 days, uh, you know, two and a half weeks. And that includes travel. You know, when you, when you go to Africa or you go to Cambodia, there's, there's a lot of travel involved. And so mm -hmm. we burn up, you know, three days sometimes just getting to a country and getting back from a country. Yeah. Uh, we also uh, recently with Aaron Keller, who's our, our executive director of MOVE, ministries. We've started also doing a shorter trip in the fall. And so that is a 10-day trip typically. And, um, and so that gives guys an opportunity. If they, if they don't have two and a half weeks of time, right? If they can, if they can do a long week, because it's over, it's over two weekends, then we can get a guy to maybe miss a week of work, uh, maybe one plus one day, and, and have them go on a move trip with us. So so, you know, it's the short trip in the fall, longer trip in, in the winter, and then we have scout trips. Another great thing that MOVE has started doing in the last five or six years is we have something called Camp MOVE, where we go to Iowa, which is a wild, go to Wildwood Ranch in Iowa, which is, which is a great place that helps and does ministry to kids and, and, and others. And MOVE just goes there and volunteers for a week. And they house us and they feed us. And we get to work on their buildings and build buildings and, and help them do the ministry that God's called them to do as well. So that's, that's another great part of it. That is. Now, it means you're gone a lot for this kind of thing. So I've got to ask you, uh, how does Carla, uh, your wife, feel about you being away from home that much every year for this? You know, we've talked about blessings a little bit this morning. And I'll tell you, uh, as with most Guys in ministry, I'd say my biggest blessing is my wife. Uh, yes, yes. Carla, Carla's never complained. Uh, she's never she's never said, "Hey, do you really have to go?" Um, you know, she she knows this is what God's called me to do. And and though I also know it's not easy, um, but for both of us, when I'm gone and I, when I return, I got to tell you, it's it's such a great it's such a great feeling to return and be appreciated. Um, you know, I'm gone for two and a half weeks and I come home and, and they're just all the different things that she does for me, right. That I was doing for myself, essentially on a move trip, all of a sudden those things are done. Our, our partnership just kind of goes back together. And, and so my appreciation for, for those things and just for who she is in my life, for being that affirming person and, and, and being someone I can bounce stuff off of, you know, having that available again is such a, is such a blessing. And I, and I recognize it better when I come home. Likewise, I'm told by her that, that she realizes all the things that I, that she doesn't know that I do mm -hmm. uh, and then mm -hmm. until I'm gone. And then she's, she sees all that stuff. Right. And so, and so I, I guess in some ways um, it's a real blessing for us to be able, for me to be able to do this and come back and have a new appreciation or renew that appreciation for each other. But she's, she's always been supportive. Um, you know, there's a lot of other ministry that, that I'm involved in here in LA with my church and our, our school and, and Carla in all those things, right. She's, she just knows it's what the God, what the Lord's called me to, to, to do. And, 
and you know she's never stood in the way of it and so i'm, I'm very fortunate and blessed. you are blessed and yeah it occurs to me uh, a similar kind of thing could be said for the wives a lot of these guys you know who are going on these trips uh, oh. they realize this is part of what god wants them to do so we walk in obedience to him Amen. so you know you, you talk about blessing how have you personally benefited, would you say, from all of these trips? I know there's the blessing of knowing you've built these buildings, these facilities to help. How have you personally benefited? Uh, what has the Lord done in you? You know, Randall, um, there are things that occur in, in a foreign country, in a third world country, where we don't have the resources or the opportunities that we have here in the United States. And, and in and in those circumstances, we have to rely on the Lord. Um, and it gives the Lord opportunity to build your faith. I, I can tell you dozens of stories of miracles of God providing uh, for, for our team and, and even for myself personally on these trips. And so the faith that grows, that has been grown in my life, it has been just an incredible benefit to to bring that home to the United States and where I might get, I might get trapped in the idea that I can do it for myself, but, but to fight that and understand that, that the Lord is bigger and better in all these things than I could ever be. And so to understand that the faith that I've grown, that he's grown and, and has been developed in my life, serving on the mission field in Africa or in Mexico or somewhere else, when we don't have all the things available to us, comes home. And, and I realized that, that I don't need to try to tackle all of life's challenges on my own, right? Mm -hmm. That that faith serves me well here as I deal with the, with the various challenges in family, in ministry, at work. And I realized that, that my Heavenly Father is so much better at, at dealing with these things that if I can surrender those to him, and, and I'll tell you, you know, I'll, in all transparency, that's not easy sometimes. But when I when I can trans when I can transparently just say, okay, Lord, these are yours. I, I can't yes. figure this out. I'm struggling yes. with this. Mm -hmm. um, that's the that's the huge benefit in my life to be able to then take the testimony uh, of what God's done in some of those places in my life, um, and and share it with other men. Right. Uh, my my love for men's ministry doesn't doesn't end. Uh, when we come back into the, the the borders of the U.S., and so to be able to talk to other men and and share what God has done and share the goodness of the Lord and His faithfulness, um, I'll tell you, I, there's lots of good testimonies that have come out of that, and, and so that's that's the first benefit. Um, I'll tell you a, a specific benefit. I had a really difficult time in life about 20 years ago. Went through a, a really difficult time, and and it was the it was the Move Brothers right? That surrounded me. It was the Move Brothers that that uh, called me on the phone at, at five o'clock in the morning about the time I was, you know, really struggling. Uh, and, you know, how did they know to call me at that time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it was Move Brothers that showed up on my doorstep and put their arms around me, right? It was Ray Rexius who, who wouldn't let me, who wouldn't let me resign from Move and said, hey, I don't, all I need you to do is show up and be a guy because he knew that like so many other men on move trips, I needed to be ministered to, not, no, not necessarily minister to others. And so, and so that was, I got to tell you, that's a huge benefit. And that's beautiful. And, and, and so for all men, that that's, that's one thing that move has been great at is, is really helping each other. 
So let's talk about that a little bit with some of the other guys, because I know, you know, the, the official objective of a move trip is to build this building. It might be a church, it might be a school or something else. But as I often say, move also builds men. You just told about this band of brothers kind of thing, you know, the guys who rallied around you. Um, any uh, kind of life changes you could share with us about that you've seen in some of the men who come and go on these trips? Absolutely. There's a, I won't use names, but there's a, there's a man yeah. from Iowa that, that came on a trip uh, in, in Nicaragua, uh, 19, or I'm sorry, 2006, I believe, first trip. Difficult guy, angry man, uh, had, and, and really didn't get to know him much that trip. Um, there's a few guys who were able to get to know him, but, but, the, near the end of that 17-day trip, he walked up to me and asked if I'd pray with him because he was tired of being angry. Mm. I didn't know his life circumstance at that point, um, but I prayed with him. A few of us that were there, we prayed with him, and, and I thought it was a breakthrough because he actually reached out to me. Um, but over the next several years, to see him return on move trips and to see the growth that had happened in his life, and then ultimately to get a letter from his wife and the letter was was a letter we've actually received a few times from wives, which is, "What did you do with my husband?" <laughs> and 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 you know this this wife was um, very uh, thankful for what we had done with her husband. Which, by the way, we didn't do anything. We were just there yes, and available, and, and the right. Lord did all the work. But year after year, as he came back, I would see the growth. I would see the growth in his spiritual walk, and I'd also see patience and kindness that really didn't exist that first year. Uh, we have another man who's from the Pacific Northwest um, who was another difficult guy. In fact, I, I know the Lord delivers these difficult guys specifically for me <laughs> because it helps continually to rub off my sharp edges, right? And, and so um, this man is a experienced uh, contractor. And so when I made a decision you know, to go straight ahead, he would say, why are we going right? If I just made a decision to go left, you know, he, why aren't we going straight ahead? It, it was always, he was always yeah. had a, a, you know, critical comment and about halfway through the trip, man, I was ready to, I was ready to drop him off somewhere in the middle of nowhere. But, <laughs> but, but I knew that Lord had a bigger plan. And after, again, why these guys come back in the natural, I have no understanding. Right. But in the spiritual, I know that God's calling them to come back. Right. So this gentleman came back on his third trip. Uh, we were in Africa. And he confessed um, an addiction issue that, that he thought no one knew about, right? Mm -hmm. and, he, and he committed, and there was a couple of guys from his church on this trip, and he committed that he would, that he would deal with this addiction. Well, he goes home, and, and he gets put into a one-year program. And, and the one most wonderful part of this was uh, that program gave him permission to leave that program a, a week or two early so that he could go on the next year move trip, next year's move trip. Mm -hmm. And the gentleman that came back, the brother that came back uh, one year later was remarkably different. And, and so that's another letter I received from a wife, right? That, that basically said, thank you for the part that you, you played in my, in my husband. Uh, being able to finally deal with this with this issue in his life, and and that guy is still a great oh. brother and a great friend of mine. Wow! And so I could, you know, Randall, I could tell you stories like that for the rest of the day. Uh, I could tell you about guys who traveled 
a third of the way across our country to show up on a guy's doorstep because he was going through a difficult time in his life and they just wanted to be with him for the weekend so that he would not be alone and that he'd, he'd feel the support. And then those guys get back in their car, drive through the night so they can show up back to work on a Monday morning, right? The, the commitment of Move Brothers to each other, it's, it's unparalleled in my life. Uh, my, my own father died three years ago. And, and you know, at, at, at the funeral service, um, I had men from, from several states, uh, Move Brothers, that, that flew in just to support me and my family that day. And these are men that some of these guys had never met my dad, right? And, and so, but, but that is a representation, I believe, of the, the depth of our relationships. Um, Randall, there's something that happens to a man when you take him out of his regular routine. That's right. Yes. Right. You take him, you take him to a faraway place. You, you give him a bed that's uncomfortable, <laughs> you feed him food that he's not used to. You make him work harder than he works the rest of the year. Yeah. And, and what happens and they those, those commitments they have back home are, are, are a little bit distant. And so God starts to break down those barriers. Right. And, and the barrier that a man feels that some men feel as they're in a men's group or in a Bible study that they really can't share the struggles of their life, those barriers are broken down on a move trip. And, and, and that's what builds these relationships. Well, you know, constructing buildings almost becomes the icing on the cake uh, to that. It's what's happening we, we in your lives. Really, yeah. We haven't talked about building the buildings, you know, because I, I think, I think building the buildings is, is the bait on the hook. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's beautiful. And, and so guys, guys want to go do something. They want adventure. Men want adventure in their lives. So, so send me to Papua New Guinea and, and help me build a church out in the middle of the you know tropical heat and humidity. And let me see if I can, if I measure up, right. I think a lot of guys have that inner drive inside of them. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm grateful for that because that's what gets them there. And, and then, then we have the opportunity to, to allow the Lord to work on their lives. In our lives as well. Yeah. I don't think most guys starting out in something like that are going thinking, hey, I'm going to bond with a bunch of men. That is not our natural orientation is guys there for the motivation, like you said, but then God uses that. Amen. Amen. God, God works in their lives in a way that I, I think for a man, we, we call them rookies, guys that are on their first trip, right? Yeah. And when a rookie shows up and, and he shows up to that air, that airport, you know, whether it's Miami or Houston or L.A., and all those move guys come together and, and the rookie, I always watched, I love watching their faces because it's kind of shock and awe, right? Is this real? <laughs> yeah. They, they see these men go over and hug each other. Right. And it's like, yeah. and, and they're, they're kind of standing off and they'll go over and shake hands. You can always tell who the rookies are because they're shaking yeah, they, hands with people. Everybody else is hugging everybody. Right. Yeah. But you know, that, that goes away in about two days, mm. that, that feeling of, of, of not being able to, you know, express yourself and, and, and care for somebody kind of having a boundary or, or, or a wall up. I see those walls really start to tumble uh, pretty quickly. And these men, I got to tell you, the best ministry that happens on these trips is guy to guy. One guy taking another guy off, sitting down and talking about life. And, yeah. and, and God's just blessed us with some really great men that really love to invest in each other. Oh, inspirational. So you have, like, in any given team, you have a certain number of rookies, but you've got some guys that just, they can't keep themselves from going on these things. Isn't that right? You have a number of regulars, don't you? 
We do. In fact, we're so grateful for those guys because, um, you know, I, I think back to a man named uh, Glenn Wilson who passed away a few years ago, but he's a, he was a CPA in the, in the state of Iowa, or I'm sorry, Ohio. Ohio. Me. Yeah. And, and, and Glenn, he was our rebar, rebar specialist, right? Glenn would come and he would run our <laughs> rebar crew. And, and, and that's, we have a number of guys like that. Ron Hager from, from the Spokane church. Uh, he was a UPS driver, right? He became our mud guy. He, he was a specialist at mixing concrete and mortar. And the guy could do anything with a cement mixer and, and five guys, right? And, and so we have guys like that, that, that their trade or their profession away from move is something distinctly different, but they kind of find a niche in our move team. And, uh, and, and we have lots of those guys that come back year after year, or some guys come year, they come every other year, right? They're, they're kind of managing their vacation time, but they're so valuable to us. Uh, and, and, and we also have some really great contractors that join us. And, and I love those guys. I've learned a lot from those guys uh, as, we, as we kind of put our experience and our knowledge together and figure out the best way to, to build a building that in some countries might take them a year to build and we do it in 11 work days. Oh. So you have a blend of the skilled guys who, who are skilled in construction and other guys that maybe, you know, the most they've ever done is to swing a hammer and you're open to everybody. So, so guys who are listening to this today say, man, you know, that sounds interesting to me, but I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't, I don't really know anything about construction. What would you say to them? I'd say pack your bags, um, join <laughs> us, because we've always been able to figure out a meaningful work position for every guy, whether he's 20 years old or 80 years old, whether he has great experience in construction or, or no or little experience in construction. You know, we tie rebar, uh, we lay block, we, we, we run wheelbarrows of mud around a job site, right? We shovel sand. And, and so some guys, they just need to be willing. And, and some of those guys make the biggest impact. We have a pastor from Iowa who, who showed up in, in uh, Costa Rica a couple of years ago, Al Rusk, wonderful man. Al's taken over a, a big part of our concrete delivery, right? Because he's just got a willing heart and, and he's just capable. He didn't know he was, but he's capable of doing this work, right? And so, and these guys get great joy. Uh, it's amazing to have a guy work 10 hours a day in heat and humidity and you see them and they got a smile on their face. I, I've often said that I, if I could capture that, and bring that back to my business, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> there's nothing we couldn't do. Right? That's true. But, but there's something about a volunteer who paid mm -hmm. his own way to go, who's working for the Lord, that's that's way more committed than any paid employee. Um, and that's just that's just the economy of, of Jesus. Amen. And how do these guys afford to do this? Because obviously they're having to pay their own way. By the way, maybe you should tell us, how do these things work out? How who pays for the construction materials and all of that? But then, these guys come and pay their own way. You know, some of them probably are making less than other guys. How do they make that happen? Man, we've got great stories of of churches that rally around their men and behind their men and help them raise the money. We also have guys that that have a support group of people. They send a letter out, give them an update. Uh, this is what God's you know asking me to do. Uh, please pray for me and, and support me if you can. We also have, uh, on a limited basis, we have scholarships that that MOVE can help guys with. But but I'm going to tell you, uh, Randall, I have never known a guy that couldn't go because of money. If he, if he felt called, we've always 
uh, been able to figure out a way to get him there. And so uh, I have men now that that have retired from moves, so to speak, because they, you know, they're older. They don't feel like they can. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could, could still come, but a lot of those guys say, "Listen, I, I don't really feel like I can handle the rigors of, of, a, of a, even the international travel." But though those guys are now also available to, hey, I'll help sponsor somebody. Right? Oh yeah, wow. Call me up. Let me know if you need some some help with something. So I have I have a I have some of those guys where I can call up, and and I know Aaron does a great job of of, of doing that as well. And these guys, they 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 figure out. I, I love churches though. I love churches that that identify that a man has been called to a ministry, and and they identify that there may be a challenge, especially with the finances, and they come in and they fill the gap. Right? Uh, we're talking about, and I think every man should pay something to go. I don't, I don't think anyone, you know, I think everyone. We I always say, listen, you pay the deposit, and typically that's a couple hundred dollars, and let's see what God does to to provide the rest. Right? And, and so I think if, if a guy can pay the deposit and pray earnestly about, about going and the Lord to provide for that, I, I think there's a number of ways that that, that will get taken care of. Um, and listen, uh, if a guy's really desperate, call me, because I know those guys that will help. Amen. It's a great story. Great, great witness and testimony, all these guys and what's happening in their lives. So anyone listening today saying, that really sounds interesting to me. I'd like to learn more. You'll find there where you link to this podcast. We have also the link for the Move site. And you can learn more about Move, learn more about the trips that take place. Dave, uh, as you know, we call this podcast Better Roads because we like to explore the roads that we all take. yeah, some roads we could say, man, I wish I'd never done that, but thank God that he was with me, you know, in his grace and brought me through that. There are some roads. It just seems like God assigns to us. You know, it's like, I know God called me to that. And then there are roads that we choose. And when we look back and say, you know, that's one of the best roads, one of the best decisions I've ever made because that, that continues to yield dividends in my life today. Now, I'm going to ask you to tell us about one of your, or more if you want to, of your better roads, but it can't be move, okay, because you're already telling us about that. What other kinds of better roads have you taken? You know, um, I, I think I mentioned a little while ago about some challenges in my life from 20 years ago, and at that time, my kids were enrolled in, uh, in a Christian school, and, and I'll tell you, during that, during that time, the, the people at the school, the, the faculty, the, the students, uh, the teachers, administrators surrounded my kids and loved them during that time. And so, uh, and I was so appreciative of that. Uh, many years later, fast forward about, about 10 years, I get a phone call that I was asked to, to serve, to go back and serve at the school on the board of directors. Hmm. And, you know, at the time I'm thinking, my kids are gone. Um, you know, what, what benefit is that? But then I, started thinking back to all the ministry academically and spiritually that, it, that had been invested into my children, especially during those couple of years of tough times. And, and I realized that, that the ministry opportunity that I had was to be able to go back and make sure that the ministry that my kids had received would be the same ministry that we could, that we could give to uh, these kids currently and in the future. And as I prayed about it, and learned a little bit more about what had happened at Village Christian School over the preceding 60 years, I realized that there were leaders that had forged this ministry out of nothing, 
uh, so that they could really just minister to the community. Our school ministers to about 50% unchurched families. And, and that was the intention. It was to be an evangelical outreach into the community from its, from its inception. And so as I learned those things, I realized that this was an opportunity to, to be involved in ministry beyond anything I'd ever done. It, it, it's really, I, I'm not an educator. Um, so I, I said yes. And now 10 years later, I'm, I'm still on the board. I'm actually the chairman of the board currently and, and so enjoy the ministry that happens there. You know, when I have a meeting at the school, I show up, I try to show up 15 minutes early because I come from a tough business. Construction can be a tough business. And usually our meetings are in the middle of the day. And so I'm coming from this environment of the construction world. And I want to walk around the school for 10 or 15 minutes before I go into a meeting so I can really soften my heart. Mm. Because what we're doing in this at the school is we're affecting young lives for Jesus. Yes. That's one of the best roads I've ever chosen to walk down. And, and as I've gotten to the point in my work where I'm thinking about retirement in the next several years, I, I'm looking at this season of change and, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, you know, what does change look like? What does change look like not only in my work life, but also in my ministry life? And so I, I don't know how that ends up, but I know that right now the roads I'm on, uh, both with MOVE and also with, with Village Christian School, are a tremendous blessing. And, and I know we're doing good work, but I'll tell you, Randall, selfishly, uh, the blessing that I receive from working in those ministries is 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 tenfold, and I think that I that I that I help uh, manifest. And so um, those those are good roads for me. Deeply gratifying the ongoing benefits of choosing a good road, and I rejoice with you. You've done that, Dave. And Dave, uh, thanks so much. This has been, um, I've learned things from you, known you all those years, but I've learned some things from you today, and I know our listeners have too. And thanks for joining us and being a part of this. Thank you, Randall. God bless you. And for you, our listeners, Better Roads, hey, it's been great having you with us. Please join us next time as well. You have been listening to Better Roads with Randall Bach, president of Open Bible Churches. Join us next time as we explore how God is part of another person's journey.